This is the Maxlexia podcast. Here, it's all dyslexia all the time. A place to explore it in all its complex beauty, changing the way we and the world perceive the dyslexic mind. I'm Lori Catella, your host, and I'm ready to help guide you to see and celebrate your own dyslexic brilliance. Together, we will change the world. Welcome to the Maxlexia podcast. And I'm really excited about this today because it's the first Q&A Maxlexia Minute that I prefaced before in the last podcast. But really what this is going to be is to really answer questions that I've seen come up time and time again in a lot of the social media platforms that I follow that are support for dyslexia or all things dyslexic. And oftentimes people will ask questions, looking for answers, looking for any information or any direction in terms of what they're experiencing, whether they be dyslexic themselves or whether um, they have a dyslexic child or whether even they're an educator with wanting to expand their knowledge of dyslexia and be able to better reach and teach every single student in their classrooms. So I thought, Oftentimes what I do is I'll just answer the question underneath the post, but how much information can you really put in a comment on a post in in a group in the social media settings? So I thought what better way than to get a lot of these questions, these questions that I hear from many, many people, um, answered to a wider audience and be able to help and share a lot of this information with more and more people and even begin a dialogue with all of you who want to move this forward. So the first question that I have seen many times asked is a very important question and it's really early on in the dyslexic life experience and people will often ask, should I have my child assessed with a psychoed evaluation to see if they have dyslexia? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to break this question into three parts the way I see it. The first part would be, do I test my child? Yes or no? Second part would be, when should I do this? How soon should I do this? The third part would be, what do I actually tell my child? Should they receive a diagnosis of dyslexia? So the first question, the first part of the first question here is really, should I test my child? Should they have a psychoed evaluation with some suspicion that perhaps either being flagged by school or that the parent is somehow sensing something and and thinking perhaps there's a possibility that the child is dyslexic. Um, Oftentimes that leads to people, you know, commenting on the fact that they really don't want their child, if you will, in quotes, labeled. And, um, or that this be a label that they carry throughout their educational experience or even throughout their entire lives. Now, my answer to that is, an absolute caps lock, yes, go have your child tested if you or anyone in the child's surrounding in the academic setting is thinking that perhaps there's a possibility that they have dyslexia, absolutely go have the child tested and definitely get a diagnosis of of dyslexia if that's the case and absolutely allow them to carry that not as a label but as a badge. And this is kind of where I go with the whole Maxlexia mindset and really shifting all of this in a very positive way. Yes, they need to be tested, they need to be labeled, and they need to be told. 
And I'll tell you, if you think that your child doesn't already recognize something in themselves that's different, I am here to tell you 100% of the time, they already know. They already know that there's something. They know that there's something that's different between them and their peers. They know something that is having them have these struggles at school. They know that perhaps they feel not as smart as their friends. Their friends are able to understand things very quickly, be able to respond and answer the teacher quickly. And they're feeling like they're left behind. Not only that, oftentimes there's underlying, um, whether it be explicit or implicit, there's words said to them or implied that they certainly feel that they are less than their peers. And if you think about a child's life, right? The early years, zero to five, before we start school, zero to four, maybe in pre-K, but they're at home, they're at home. They're doing their brilliant little thing at home, whatever is their thing. They line up their dinosaurs, they line up their, their cars, they they draw this, they make, make up stories, they, whatever they're doing. And, you know, every parent is going to support that. They're going to say, that's incredible. Look at this wonderful thing you've done. It's amazing how much you know about dinosaurs. It's amazing that you're able to put to, to make this puppet show, whatever it is that they're doing. What ends up happening is they then begin school. And this brilliance that they have in terms of the dyslexic brain wiring is not something that's recognized or even um, understood, basically, in in an academic setting. And so definitely to allow them to tell them early on will give them the power over what they already know is something. And I promise you the relief that they feel when they know that there's a reason why they're experiencing what they're experiencing, they are so relieved and grateful to know that there's actually a reason. And this is where we have to come into the next part where we, we now need to deal with this in a very, targeted and a very um, appropriate fashion so that they can now succeed in a school setting with dyslexia. So the second part of the question, when should I have them tested? And again, I'm going to caps lock all my answers, but absolutely as early as possible. The minute that there's any thought, any suspicion of anything possible related to dyslexia in a child, absolutely immediately that's when you go and and get the assessment and get the diagnosis and i'll tell you um that is that is really important because if this doesn't happen and you're not able to explain it to them which is the next part of the question that they're not alone they're not alone the estimate is as many as 20 percent of the population is dyslexic so they are not alone. They're not the only one. And oftentimes when we're struggling or we see other people not looking that they're feeling the same way as us, we often think we're alone in this. And that that's a really heavy burden for a young child. So first of all, telling them that they're not alone, that there are many people with dyslexia and that, um, that that is the reason why they've been struggling in terms of the traditional school and academic setting. Because the next thing that they also need to be explained is that the way that most traditional schooling systems are set up is that it doesn't teach students with a dyslexic brain wiring in a way that works best for them. And it also doesn't assess 
students' capabilities and abilities in ways that allow the dyslexic brain to shine. And I think these are extremely important, extremely important points to make to a young child who's thinking, what is wrong with me? And the point is, we are telling them there is nothing wrong with you. You have a certain way that your brain is wired and it is just different. It is not bad and it is not wrong. Unfortunately, the way that, that you're being graded or marked or assessed in terms of what you're capable of doing, in terms of what you're able to do, is not a way that allows the way your brain works to be able to show in its best light what it's able to do. That is an extremely important piece because if that piece is not made clear, the child will continue to have school struggles and by the time that they hit middle school, which is when I begin to work with a lot of dyslexic peeps, their self-esteem about themselves and their self-confidence in their abilities and their capabilities is completely crushed. And I see it time and time again. So we really need to make those points very early on so that they are now experiencing the academic world through the lens of, I have a different brain wiring that is not necessarily always being able to shine in the way that it can because of the setting that it's in and there's nothing wrong with me. That is extremely, extremely crucial point to make and to keep making. So um, the next point that's really important to tell them is really that dyslexia has absolutely nothing to do with IQ. Your dyslexia does not mean that you're not smart. Your dyslexia is not a reflection of your IQ. Your IQ is not based on your dyslexia. And again, here we get the mixed messages that they're failing in school, they're struggling in school, the report cards are bad, they're always being called in for meetings because the child is not reaching the targeted set, the set learning goals that for each stage that they are supposed to in the right timeline. Again, lots of air quotes here. But so that belief, that leads to the belief that there's something, there's something wrong with me. I'm not smart. I'm not able to, I'm too stupid to do school. My, my friends are all smarter than me. I'm not able to do this. And it must be because I'm dyslexic. And so therefore my IQ is low because I'm not able to perform in school. So again, making clear, very clear that the point that dyslexia and IQ are completely unrelated. And that leads us to a lot of times what people like to do is to give the child examples, examples of people who are extremely brilliant, like our dear Albert Einstein, one of my favorite dyslexics, famous dyslexics, who had an incredibly genius IQ and yet was dyslexic as heck. And really, I'm sure struggled his way through school with so many different, so many different, in so many different ways. But um, so IQ and dyslexia not related. And I think it's important to give young children examples of people whether it be their basketball star they like, or a singer, or a, an actor, or anybody famous that they can that they can see has been very successful, um, but I also think it's important to give the the child examples of people that are more reachable and attainable to them in their own personal surroundings, that they are able to see. For example, maybe their pediatrician is dyslexic. And she's a wonderful, she's a wonderful physician, and you can make that connection. Look, your doctor is dyslexic, but look at what a wonderful doctor she is, and she made it through lots of schooling and lots of university to become a doctor. 
I think those those day-to-day connections are really important for a child to be able to see perhaps, I don't know, an aunt or an uncle who's been an extremely incredible um, entrepreneur and had wonderful success in their business. And those kind of things I think are very important for a child to see that all these people, not just famous people, but all the people around them that have dyslexia, that they have succeeded because of their dyslexia, not despite their dyslexia. So, so those are wonderful ways to be able to begin the dialogue of a child. What I like to say again, in caps lock own their dyslexia. And I want them in caps lock to say to the world, I am dyslexic. And this is how we're going to have them learn to educate and advocate for themselves. They're going to be able to show people and dispel a lot of those myths and misconceptions that waft around the the word dyslexia. Um, when people hear that word, the negative connotations and, and the ways that they, that they, you know, have been led to believe means certain things, which are completely untrue. And we need to undo that and then replace that with the actual truth of what dyslexia is. So I think it's very important for a child in those very early years to have these kind of messages over and over, repetitively over and over given to them to the point where they're able to walk in and tell a teacher with full pride that they are dyslexic. And that means that they're able to do this, that, and the other thing. And yes, to actually own sometimes that because of that, mm, I do have issues with my spelling or I do sometimes have trouble you know, with reading comprehension or some of the things I'm working on, but certainly, um, the earlier we do this, the earlier we get a child absolutely appropriate and targeted support that they need in, in, in getting them to be able to read and getting them to be able to perform in an academic setting is what's going to set them up for success. It's what's going to maintain their self-esteem, their self-confidence and keep that intact so that they don't crash and be crushed by the time that they hit middle school. And this will set them up for life that they will be able to recognize their own dyslexic brilliance. They'll be able to share that with the world and they'll be able to shine their unique dyslexic brilliance out in the world for everybody to see. So this is my wish for everyone. Do not be discouraged. A diagnosis of dyslexia is a wonderful thing, but we need to address it in the proper ways. And we need to set up the student with a positive messages that they can take forward and they can work and be successful because of the dyslexia and not despite it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Maxlexia podcast. If you've got any questions or comments, or if you're looking for more dyslexia-related stories, resources, and information, reach out to me on my website, maxlexia.com. Peace out. See you next time.